Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, friends, welcome to the Friday Faith Follow-Up. We are continuing um, a deep dive into the question of perspective and mindset. What is your mindset in the day-to-day as a busy mom, as a wife, as a Christian woman? What is your perspective on family life and why all of this matters? We have been talking about that over the last few weeks, the questions about why this matters, what it really looks like to have a godly home, a joyful home, a home that is what you want it to be and what God wants it to be. And today we're just going to open the Bible together and do a little devotional through Psalm 90. Now, I mentioned Psalm 90 in Tuesday's episode this week as we were looking at perspective and walking through four uh, practical action steps and strategies that we can do day by day to help us maintain a right perspective as we approach our our marriage and our motherhood and our day-to-day lives. And um, I mentioned Psalm 90 specifically because of verse 12 which tells us, um, or which says, I should say, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And so we talked about that with the practical action step of daily praying for God to teach us to number our days, to give us a right perspective on how short time is, how short the seasons of life are, so that even when we are fed up and frustrated by all the chaos of toddlerhood or a difficult season in our marriage, we can number those days and gain a heart of wisdom. Because without that wisdom, we will not be building up our homes, building up our family life in the way that is best and the way that we want to. And so we talked specifically about that verse, but I wanted to broaden out our look today at Psalm 90, because there is so much here that can help us figure out what is a right perspective and how do we hold on to that in the hard moments of life. And so we're just going to walk through this together now. And I will say there are plenty of other scriptures, including other Psalms, that are really helpful for getting a right perspective and holding on to it in the good moments and the hard moments. Um, But we're going to focus in on Psalm 90. And because this is not a super long psalm, I'm going to go ahead and start us out by just reading through it. Now I'm reading from the New International Version. Um, It's 17 verses, so I'm going to read through it and then we will go back and just kind of talk through section by section. So it starts out um, just noting that this is a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, For you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, 
or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to seventy years or eighty if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they, pa- for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger. Your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So that is Psalm 90 in its entirety. And now how does this help us have a right perspective? Well, one of the things that we can note right away with this psalm is um, is actually a truth that I mentioned on Tuesday as we talked then about, well, what is a right perspective? And we talked a little bit about the reality that we come to the Bible, we come to prayer, we come to the Lord. If we're doing that rightly, we are coming simply to know him, to praise him, to worship him, to be close to him, to find joy in him and a relationship with him. We don't come to God simply looking for, well, how does this apply to my life? How can I get something from this? How is this going to um, grow me or change me or bless me or help me? Those are outcomes that the Lord delights to give us, but that is not the deepest and truest and first purpose of the Bible or our time with the Lord. And I think we see this right here, um, or at least we are reminded of this right here at the beginning of Psalm 90, because these first few verses, um, I think particularly verses one through six, they really paint this picture of God is big. God is eternal. Before the mountains were born, he has been here. From everlasting to everlasting, he is here. And so we see this picture of just how big our God is, how eternal our God is. And right alongside that, starting there in verse three, we see how small and finite we are. He turns us back to dust. He sweeps us away in the sleep of death. And none of this is a surprise to us. We know that, that you know, we have 50, 70, 90, 100 years maybe on this earth, and then we die. That is true for every single person who has ever lived. In fact, that was even true of Jesus. He died, but God raised him back to life because he died innocently and he died perfectly. We are raised to new life as well because of Jesus. And so, yes, we can have the truth of the gospel there in the back of our mind as we read Psalm 90, but we are first and foremost just 
just hit over the head with how big God is and how small we are. He is eternal. We are not. And as we think about a right perspective, if he is that big and he is our creator and a thousand years in his sight are like a day to us, everlasting to everlasting is our God. If we have that perspective of how big and holy and wonderful and eternal he is, that is going to shape our day-to-day life, our perspective on the things that happen, the things we do, the people we interact with. Um, That's going to give us a right perspective because we're keeping him big and we're keeping him at the front and we are remembering how small and limited we really are in our lives. And this psalm goes on then, looking maybe at verses 7 through 11, um, really emphasizing how holy God is and the reality that we, instead of being holy, we are sinners. And really these verses focus quite closely on God's anger, the reality that he does not take sin lightly. And he sees every single thing in our hearts, in our minds, in our, in our thoughts. It says there in verse 8, our secret sins are in the light of his presence. I mean, things that even we don't recognize as sin or understand the depth of our sin. He sees all of that. He knows all of that. And he knows that our, our days are short. It says there in verse 10, our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, and they quickly pass and we fly away. And it speaks straight from there to perspective. If only we knew the power of your anger. It is pointing out to us here in these verses that God is holy and he does not take our sin lightly. And if we really understand that, if we have a right perspective on how big and holy and perfect God is, that will help us to have a better perspective, a more accurate and biblical perspective on our own sins and mistakes and shortcomings. Because, I mean, really, we we can't get away from them. We will never be perfect in this life. And so we cannot have a right perspective if we are denying our sin or we're just kind of writing it off like, oh, well, everybody struggles with that or it's not that big of a deal or I'll deal with it later. Um, That's not how God looks at it. And so if we want a right perspective day by day in our family life, in our home life, we not only have to remember, as we saw in the first few verses, just how big God is and how small we are, We also have to have a right perspective around his holiness and our sinfulness and the fact that he does not just write it off. And this will point us, as we think about this as Christians now living in light of the cross of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, we can see the connection point here um, that, you know, God He looks at our iniquities, He looks at our sins, but once we have accepted Christ as our Savior, and we're living for him and in him and through him, God looks at us and he sees Jesus. That doesn't mean he writes off the sin. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter. It means it has already been paid for. Thanks be to God. And so I think these verses really do help us get 
a more accurate perspective on his holiness and our sinfulness, how distant we really are from God, and yet they point us to the goodness and the glory of the gospel. And then it goes on here, verses 12 through the end, through 17. Um, and I think it really paints such a, such a, I want to use the word fun. That's probably not the right word, but like such an encouraging maybe picture of what God gives compared with what we give. Like, what does he do? What do we do? Who is he versus who is us? Because we see a picture here as we close out this psalm of God giving wisdom and compassion God satisfying us, giving us unfailing love. He gives us joy and favor. He gives us um, purposeful work. He establishes the work of our hands. And what are we doing? Well, we are learning to number our days. We are singing for joy. We are receiving his gladness and seeing and watching his good deeds. We are enjoying his favor and doing the work that he has established. Now, how does this connect with perspective? It really just is driving home the points that we've already seen of how big God is. He is the one establishing our work. He is the one that can teach us how to number our days. He is the one that can give us a heart of wisdom. He is the only one that can satisfy us. And what are we doing? We're simply receiving all of that and then enjoying all of that. We need him. We see this sense of like, who is the teacher? God. And we are the learner. Who gives the wisdom? He does. And who needs the wisdom? We do. We need it. We need him to satisfy us. We need him to make us glad. We need his favor. We need to do the work that he has given us. And so we see again this relationship that we have with God. And if we look at that rightly, He is big and holy and the giver and the teacher of all good things. And we are small and sinful and simply receiving these good gifts that he gives us. And I hope, friends, that this is the perspective we will have in our day-to-day lives as wives and moms and, and just women who are seeking to follow Jesus. If we have a right perspective day to day, we will not think too highly of ourselves. We will not forget that the days are numbered and short. We will not forget that we are sinners. We will not forget that we have to be learning and receiving and simply striving to walk in line with what God has laid before us. So friends, let me close us out today with a word of prayer for a right perspective. Lord God, we praise you that you are everlasting We praise you that you are our dwelling place, that you are holy. And we ask, Lord, for your favor to rest on us. We ask that you will teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Lord, keep your spirit close to us. We know that you're there, but I pray that we will feel it and see it and and not just know it in our heads, but experience it with our hearts and with our lives. May the favor, Lord, that you delight to pour out on us because of Jesus, I pray that that favor will rest on us and that we will rest in it. Establish the work of our hands, Lord, as we build up homes that seek to honor you and serve you and praise you and homes that we can 
enjoy and delight in and raise our family in. Establish the work of our hands, Lord, and lead us as we seek to love you and love our people well. And I pray all this trusting in in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Friends, we will be back next week. We will continue um, kind of fleshing out what it looks like to be the wise woman building her godly home. That's from Proverbs chapter 14. Um, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that yet. Share it with a friend. um, Leave a review. I mean, there's all sorts of really tiny little ways that you can um, encourage me and build up this community and, and, and love your people. So continue praying for your perspective. Circle back to Tuesday's episode if you didn't catch that to get those practical strategies day by day that will help you hold on to that right perspective. And we'll be back next week. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.